Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Desperate House Witches. My name is Raina Starr. <laughs> Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show. So, bad language, foul function, dirty talk of any kind might offend you. This may not be the show for you. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by comparably wicked one, the incredible Dorothy Morrison. Please check out Wicked Witch Studios for all of your witching needs. She is got all of those candles on sale right now. They are and of course those amazing coffin boxes. So once again check out wickedwitchstudios.com. dot com. Today's guest the amazing Deborah Blake. Hello my friend. Hello. Long time no talk. <laughs> well it's been a couple months anyway. Right, I know. So, how are you this lovely afternoon? It is a lovely afternoon. I am uh, doing quite well, actually, because I still have a day job. Uh, no likes that. That's always fun. But, you know, the connection's but, not super. Does it sound okay on your end? It sounds great on my end, but let me make an adjustment here. Hang on. Let me You're see a if I can crackly. do something. Oh, well, I've been accused. How's <laughs> <laughs> that? Is that better? Yes, I think so. Okay, wonderful. All righty yes, then. So now I can talk to you and then without going, what, what did you say? What did you say? <laughs> I'm sorry about that, kiddo, but I've got to tell you, we are talking today about this amazing book, Llewellyn's Little Book of Witchcraft, which everybody needs to be super excited about. This has to be one of my favorite little books that have ever been put out. Oh, thank you. It's mine, too, but I'm a little prejudiced. Well, I'm not, actually, so <laughs> my opinion counts, too. No, but seriously. It does. It counts more. I, no, it doesn't count more. Actually, I'm so jealous. I wish I could write, and I I can't write. All I do is talk, so that's kind of what I do. Well, see, but, but I don't talk I all that well, so it's a perfect pairing. Oh, you're so cute. But And I appreciate that. Thank you. But here's why I love this book. Well, there's a lot of reasons why I love this book. And I have to say, the title of it, Little Book of Witchcraft, is kind of a little bit misleading because the only thing small about the book is the physical size of it, but not the material inside. Yeah, I did try and sort of cover everything that there was to cover, which is, I mean, you know, of the basics, obviously, because you could, you could talk about witchcrafts for, oh, I don't know, over a dozen books. I know I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, for the basics, again, you know, I, I did try and cram an awful lot into a small book. 
Yeah, absolutely. And But it worked out beautifully because this is the kind of book I would want to have in my house. Well, now I do. But I have a lot of people who come and visit who don't necessarily understand what it is I believe or what all of the moving parts are in what, you know, my particular path is of witchcraft. Right. And I just think this is a good book to have around for someone who is interested or maybe just curious or is looking for an, a path of their own and they're testing out different things. Um, so this yeah, book is I mean, wonderful. I, I often get people, you know, newbie witches asking, you know, they, they write me and they say, where do I start? And, of course, you know, mm-hmm. my answer was, well, you could try this book of mine or this book of mine or this book of Dorothy Morrison's or, you know. But one of the things that I tried to achieve with the little book of witchcraft was to be able to say, really, start here. This is, you know, because people have been asking me for, as sort of an intro book. And, you know, a, a lot of my books have some very basic information, but it wasn't all gathered together, and now it is. Yeah, I, I think it's wonderful. It's basically my favorite Witchcraft 101 book now, and I've had a Thank lot you. of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, them. I've written I, a few. Yeah, I know. And, but this well, way, I mean, the, and no shade to any of your other books or anybody else's books, because I love my collections. I love. Oh well, all yeah. I mean, there's things. room for all the books, all the exactly. books. So one of the challenges that I had with this was making it understandable for the people who were either just interested or just started out or curious. But I also wanted it to be useful for people who'd been practicing for a while, which, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of the material in here, they're already going to know, oh, how does the lunar cycle work? You know, how do we, you know, do the moon things? Although, I don't know about you, I I sometimes have to look things up even after all the years I've been practicing. Wait a minute, what is it I do on the eclipse? Um, so it's nice to have all that stuff in the same place, sort of like, you know, my Book of Shadows. I, I wrote that so I would have a Book of Shadows with everything in the same place. But, you know, the fun <laughs> thing about these, you know, these little books that Llewellyn puts out is there's activities, there's spells, there's tips, and those things are useful for anybody. Anybody can do the activities if, you know, if you've been practicing for 20 or 30 years, there may be activities in here you've never done, and you'll go, oh, that's cool. There certainly are spells you've never seen before because I just wrote them. Um, and and then I had to do more because next year I've got Llewellyn's Little Book of Spellcraft coming out, and I sort of scared myself because I talked, of course, about spells and spell casting in this book, and, and then when I started writing that one, I'm like, oh, my God, did I already say everything? But I didn't. It was okay. It was all right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I seriously, I was like, wait, what did I say in the, in the first book, and how do I, and luckily, I was able to cover things in much more depth than with a lot, you know, taking sort of a different approach, so the little book of Spellcraft will be a whole different little book for you to have as another favorite, sometime yeah, next year. Yeah, I think, I th- and I think that's wonderful, because quite frankly, you know, everyone has a different take on stuff, 
you know, even the beginning stuff a lot of the time. Oh, sure. There's slight variations from writer to writer. I'm so envious of, of people who know how to write because I think it's such a beautiful craft. Well, do you but want me to teach you? I I'll can... teach you. It's easy. You start with a bunch of words, you put them on a page, you try and make them make sense, <laughs> and then you do it all over again about 12 times until they really do make sense. And then an editor oh. will say, no, that's not so good. Do it again. <laughs> there. There's writing in a nutshell. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I couldn't do it. I, again, I have amazing respect for writers. I do not know the patience level, how you accomplish it, how you don't repeat yourself. I'm, I have no skill set in that area. But it's yeah. Well, it is. It, it's challenging. Yeah, I mean, you know, I until, you know, a year and a half ago, I had a day job, too, and that had its mm. own challenges, and it was sort of nice to balance the two until it became too much to balance the two, um, and I was mm. like, well, do I give up the day job that I love, or do I give up the writing that I love? And, well, obviously, we can tell which way I came down on that one. Um, because right. what would you people do if I stopped writing? That would be tragic. Tragic. That would be tragic. We we can't afford to lose any writers. Although I did want to. Well, we can't. Let me let me rephrase. We can't afford to lose quality writers. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's true. Just saying. Not mentioning any. And there are any many. Yep. There are many, many quality writers out there. I'm sort of in awe of some of the, you know, up-and-coming newer folks um, who are who are writing about topics that I don't know anything about or that are not my specialty or that I don't know enough about or specialize in enough to write about them. Um, you know, so that's, you know, that. There are a lot of people writing some pretty cool books right now, and you know, if only I had time to read them. <laughs> but I'm too busy, too busy writing mine. I actually, I do, I do still read books. I have stacks of books that I've, you know, I've got on my to be read. You know, uh, yep. you know, yep. so so oh, many books, absolutely. so little time. Basically, yeah. I mean, I have. Obviously, shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves. And then, you know, for pleasure, I make my husband build more shelves. And I'm right. running out of room. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to recently. I had to do a big sort through, and it it was like, no, I can't. Yeah, no. Okay, am I? No. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I got rid of about half my books, which somehow. What's left still fills all the shelves, so I don't know how they all fit on the shelves to begin with. They were all stacked and, you know, higgledy piggledy. And but yeah, books books yeah. are life. They are they're an important thing. I mean, that's part of the reason that I write is because I love books. I just yeah yeah you know, I just my books, other people's books. I do these Llewellyn little book series. They are so yeah. cute. There, you know, this little hardcover, which, you know, this is only my second hardcover. Uh, the yep. Eclectic Witches Book of Shadows was my first one. That was very exciting. Um, yeah. Although it was sort of funny because everybody was like, oh, it's too beautiful to write it. And I'm like, but I made it so you could write in it. Um, but that's okay because we're, we're fixing that. I just actually yesterday got 
my final proof edits from uh, my production editor at Llewellyn for the companion book for the Eclectic Witches Book of Shadow, which they can write in. It has all sorts of new information and additional stuff and, and lots of places where you can make it your own so they don't have to worry about writing in the other one. But yeah, they can't write in the in the little book of witchcraft. That's it's too pretty. It's got cats in it, and yeah, Yeah. I I mean Llewellyn does a a great job. They really, you know, every time I get my first box of books, which is a really exciting day for an author, you get a box and you're like, ooh, I think this is full of bugs, and you pull it out and you hold it in your hand for the first time, and you know. They're always wonderful. This one, I'm like, oh, my God, it's so cute. I wanted to pet it like it was a cat. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> That's an interesting take on it. But I will tell yeah. you, I was wondering how much would fit in it because of the, the smallness of it. And tax a wallop. I was really impressed because... Again, the only thing small about the book is its size, but not its its information level. And, you know, I love reading different takes on the corresponding colors and herbs and things. And, you know, everybody has – there's certain things. You know, everybody views – yeah, I mean, the Sabbaths are a little bit different depending on, you know, who's approaching them. And, you know, my take right. on daily practices isn't necessarily the same as somebody else's take on daily practices. I basically just right. put all the stuff I do in these, in these books. And people are like, that's so great. I'm like, well, that's good because that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was it was a real challenge to – Stick within the word count because there's, you know, they say you, you know, you can't have it be longer than this, and and put enough things in to to make it what I consider to be the Little Book of Witchcraft. Um, right. Yeah. There's actually a fun story about how I ended up writing this and the spellcraft one, which was I was talking to uh, my Llewellyn editor, my acquiring, acquiring editor, Alicia Gallo, who I love and adore, um, yeah, just in case she's listening. Love her best. Uh, I actually really do. She's, she, we've been working together for a very long time, and she's wonderful. And, you know, we were, we were sort of trying to brainstorm what I was going to write next, because obviously – when you've written over a dozen books, it's sort of like, well, that's great, but I've already talked about that, and I've already talked about that, and I've already, you know, what else do I have to say that isn't just mm-hmm. repeating, you know, myself, which is a real challenge in this particular field. You know, I also write fiction, right. and with fiction, I'm like, yeah, I'll just make up a whole other story. With witchcraft, you can't quite do that. I mean, it's. So she said, you know, we've got this series called Luella's Little Book of. And I said, oh, yeah, I have a couple of those. They're really cool. And she said, you know, you haven't written any of those. And and I said, you're right, I have not. And I said, well, what topics haven't people written on? Because, I mean, I've seen a bunch of them, but I knew I hadn't seen all the ones that had come out. There's like Little Day of the Dead and Herbs Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, Tarot and all of that kind of stuff. And she said, you know, she started looking at a list and she went, well, you know, nobody's done the little book of witchcraft yet. And I basically went, dibs, 
So, and she said, yeah, you know, who who better to write Llewellyn's little book of witchcraft than me? You know, because I, it, I am – I am sort of a generalist, you know. I mean, I, I have my own specific approaches, my, you know, the everyday witch, you know, down-to-earth, you know, don't have to use anything fancy kind of approach, you know, the integrated yeah. into your everyday life approach. But, you know, it's not, it's not like I have, you know, like there's like the green witches and the herbalist witches and, you know, the garden witches and, Nope, I'm just the everyday witch doing a little bit of everything. So, yeah, it made perfect sense. Yeah. And she said, and, you know, nobody's done the little book of spellcraft either. And I went, can I do the both? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, you know, and the rest is history. Because, yeah, I mean, I just, writing spells is one of the things that I'm very fortunate that it comes naturally to me. I mean, A, I'm a writer. B, I was in theater for years, and really, spellcraft, you know, is very much theater. Um, but I also used to write poetry in my younger, sadder years. Um, so, yeah, you know, writing spells is one of those things that, you know, I am fortunate enough to be able to do, and not everybody does. Even the people who are long-practicing witches not everybody's comfortable writing spells. So I felt pretty comfortable, you know, addressing that one. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I do have the A to Z book of spells, so mm-hmm. it's not like I haven't written books about spells. That that one has my, my very favorite spell ever in it, uh, which is the uh-huh. jerk avoidance spell. I love that spell. Everybody needs a oh. jerk avoidance spell. Please explain. Oh, well, it's just with with the Everyday Witches A to, D, A to Z spell book, I, I uh-huh. tried to do spells that were not the things you found in, you know, like you can always find prosperity spells and you can find right. you know, love spells, although I'm very, very iffy on the love spells because, um, yeah. You know, um, but you know, I I do like opening to love spells and things like that. But I wanted to do a book that had spells that were sort of off the beaten path. So you know, I wrote spells. I mean, I wrote a spell for coping with depression, and I wrote spells for like breast health. You know, all sorts of yeah. things. And I wrote a spell for jerk avoidance because you know <laughs> you. If you if you've ever been to a big gathering of any kind, whether it's you know a convention or it's um, you know uh, you know a, a big gathering of witches or even just your family reunion, <clears throat> um, not that my family has any jerks in it at all, just people who occasionally have jerky moments, um, including me. Uh, but so I wrote this spell. That you could say when, you know, if you were going to work and there was somebody there that bothered you. And I actually had so much fun with it because it's an homage to Dr. Seuss, who, you know, I grew up with Dr. Seuss yeah. books because I'm old. Um, and, and so would you like to hear the spell? I would. <laughs> okay. Um, so... It's it's really very simple. The instructions are uh, to 
lay a, a black ribbon or cord around you in a closed circle and then visualize yourself surrounded by protective white light. But you can just do that, you know, without even anything else. And then to say the spell with enthusiasm, that's the key. <clears throat> and yeah. and you have to you have to both take it seriously and not too seriously. God okay. and goddess, I ask your protection from those whose manners could use some correction. Aid me in staying away from those few who act without thinking and don't have a clue. Keep me safe from the ditzy, the irksome, the fools who can't behave well and won't follow the rules. The clingers, the gabbers who talk without ceasing, the ignorant ones with opinions far-reaching. Protect me from jerks who will ruin my good day with a shield of white light that will keep them away. Love. That's of all the spells I've written, and I've written a lot of spells, that one's my favorite. And, you know, find me one person especially in this day and age, who doesn't need that spell. Yeah. Yeah. So, For sure. yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I definitely, uh, but yeah, so so I, I do like writing the spells, but I also, I really like sharing the nuts and bolts of witchcraft with people who are just starting out. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, I know some people get tired of the sort of 101 books, but to me it's like, that's where I started. People paved the way for me to become the witch that I am now, and my life would be completely different if I hadn't had that. And so I like to sort of pass it along. You know, I like to to give that the gift that I was given to the next generation, generations, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think that's wonderful, and quite frankly, I agree with you, because I remember when there was a small handful of books, period. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, I started out with uh, Scott Cunningham's Solitary Practitioner, uh, you know, Wicca, and they were all Wicca books in the in the way early days. Um, yeah, and you know, the, my first high priestess was Wiccan, and so that was sort of the direction we learned things in. Anyway, although she was mm-hmm. Wiccan veering towards eclectic, and I veered more eclectic in my practice. Although you can definitely see my Wiccan roots. Every once in a while, somebody will review one of my books and go, "Well, this is Wiccan," and I'll be like, "Well." You know, it's a little bit of everything, but sure. Um, you say yeah. that like it's a bad thing. And people do that, and I, I still have issues with the fact that Wiccans are looked at like GOP of the pagan world. It's kind of like, uh-huh. all right, stop. We're the boomers. Yes, we yes, fucking exactly. are. Exactly. I'm sorry, but that's what we have well, to learn from. And we broke down barriers that now other people get to benefit from, which is great. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think there's room for everybody, for every type of practice except the ones that hurt anybody, which I'm not – I'm again it. Um, But, you know, otherwise, you practice your way, I practice my way. If we happen to come together under a full moon and – meld the two together, that's wonderful. We probably have way more in common with each other than we do with pretty much anybody in any other spiritual path. So 
so yeah i mean i'm honestly i'm constantly amazed when people start talking about you know infighting on the internet and first of all yeah. i i somehow don't really see it i must not be following the people that you know yell and scream and whatever pick fights i don't know or if I do, I just run away because I, you know, I have no interest in that. You know, it's like stop, stop fighting, play, play nice, and that's really true for mm-hmm. everybody. It isn't just witches. I, that's Deb's philosophy in life. You know, there, I saw something once that said, if you could get a huge billboard and only put one thing on it, what would that one thing be? And my one thing would be just be nice. There you go. That's, mm-hmm. you know, how it's not hard. It's, you know, play nice with others. That was, you know, we learned that in kindergarten, most of us. Yeah, I <laughs> I wish it were still true. Yeah, I, just yeah. It doesn't seem to be anymore. It's painful. No. This is, this is why I hide in my house and write books. Because, <laughs> because sometimes people aren't nice. You know, it's just it's a, yeah, but yeah, I just, I try and, yeah, I do my jerk avoidance spell and I try and let those people do their thing and I do my thing. And, you know, fortunately, I know many, many very nice people in the witchcraft community. I would say most of yeah. the people in the witchcraft community that I know are just fabulous, you know, whether they're mm-hmm. writers or podcasters or, you know, just folks who practice. Um, okay, most of the witches I meet are are lovely folk. I agree. But I wanted to ask you some questions about stuff being stolen. Are you subjected to this um, hijacking of your content? What are your oh, my God. I apparently, this, this most recent one that, you know, there was such a big fuss about, and it was published in The Atlantic, and there was a link I apparently won the pagan sweepstakes. Uh, they they stole so many of my books, and of course, because I write fiction too, twenty uh-huh. total books of mine wow. were stolen. Wow. Yeah, uh, and some of them fiction, some of them nonfiction. Um, and you know, I sent them an official takedown notice, and you know, my agent has done her thing, and Llewellyn is working on things. The the problem is. There's there's no way to stop these people, really. Um, and it's horrible because I work very hard to come up with those words and then to have them stolen. And, of course, my books and my decks are pirated every day. My deck especially, the Everyday Witch Tarot, if you yeah. go onto even Amazon or eBay or Etsy or, you know, God forbid these little like cheapo like wish or whatever you will see numerous pirated copies of my tarot deck there are probably more pirated copies out than actual copies from Llewellyn and we've sold something like 65,000 copies of that deck people love that deck which is lovely but the problem with piracy people people are like oh good i get the deck for eight dollars instead of having to pay 32 or whatever it is well if you paid eight dollars for it i guarantee you a it's not the real thing b the publisher the author the illustrator nobody involved got any money from it and i do know authors and artists who are literally giving up the business 
because they can't keep up with the piracy and they can't make money because the pirates are making the money, which is really sad. <clears throat> and and it also makes me kind of cranky. Um, it, it is, well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, who wants to be robbed of their livelihood? Is there any method you have of tracking how much you've actually lost because of this? No, there's, there's literally no way. I mean, I I just know it's a lot because, like, every week I get an email from somebody or a message on Facebook or whatever saying, gee, I bought your deck and it didn't come with the book. Can you send me the book? And first of all, I don't have copies of the book by itself because that's not the way the deck comes. The deck comes with the cards and the book in the box. And I'm actually going to do a video that shows what it's supposed to look like and then put it up periodically and go, if it doesn't look like this, it's not the real thing. And I'll say to them, did you pay $4 for it, $8 for it? Did you get it out of it? But you know, most, most of these people really did not realize that they were buying something pirated. But they'll say, oh, you know, there was a QR code on the back but when I, and it was supposed to give me, you know, a downloadable copy of the book. And when I scanned it, it didn't work. And I said, well, first of all, I don't know how to tell you this, but you may now have a virus from scanning that QR code. This is instant karma, oh, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it certainly, there is, there is no book when, when you get that. I mean, I just saw one. So one of my uh, readers actually pointed one out to me um, and and said, oh, did you see this one on Amazon? It supposedly comes in a nice little tin. It looks really nice. It's just the cards. And then there's this, like, bunch of white papers that are supposedly the book. And it's like, that's not what the book like. The, the book is full color. It's an actual book. So yeah, you know what I what I tell people now is, if you want to be absolutely certain, buy it straight from Llewellyn. If you're getting it straight from Llewellyn, you know you are getting the real thing. Or if you're going to get it from Amazon because you are like me and you have Prime and you have free shipping um, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. make sure yeah. that it is the real thing and looks like the one that is on Llewellyn's site. You know, look under under me, because cause these ones right. are not under my name. They're under some company you've never heard of, exactly. most of them in China. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. And, yeah, if it doesn't look like mine, don't, you know, don't get it. Or if it costs, you know, way less than the actual selling price of the book. I mean, yes, Amazon discounts things. So theirs may be like twenty five ninety nine instead of 32 If it's 8 I guarantee you, you are not going to get the right thing. And they're often missing cards or the card quality yep. is yep. horrible. And, yeah, you know, it, it means that, you know, I'm going to have to sell a cat to eat. What about you, Lilibet? No, she's, she, votes, she votes Diana. She thinks we should sell Diana. She's bigger. Oh, <laughs> she'll bring more money at market. That's, that's right. We're going to go by the pound here. But it's true. You know, I had looked for the Lightseekers Tarot, which is a deck by Chris Ann. And I looked on Amazon because I, too, have Amazon Prime. And I saw nine different, yeah, I saw nine different versions of the card. And I'm like, 
oh, something's wrong here. And mm-hmm. you look at the description and it will be missing her name. Or something right. will look well, out of place Or like with mine, it picture. doesn't say from Llewellyn. It doesn't say, you know, published by Llewellyn on such and such a date. Yep. It says from this company, whatever that company is. And no, that means it's a ripoff, pirated copy. And yep. A, you're going to get screwed. You're not going to get the thing you wanted. And God forbid mm-hmm. you're getting it as a mm-hmm. gift for somebody. Um, but also, I'm going to get screwed, Elizabeth Alba. The illustrator's going to get screwed. Llewellyn's going to get screwed. And one of the things that I've found, which is sort of interesting, is that people have this crazy idea that authors get rich and that publishers mm-hmm. get rich. And I'm telling you right now, if your name is not Stephen King or Nora Roberts yeah. or George R. R. Martin, you know, you are probably mm-hmm. not getting rich. And if you are a pagan author, I assure you, I've never met a rich pagan author. We're a niche publishing, and, you know, Llewellyn is not raking in the dough. They're thankfully hanging on in a very difficult world, you know, but it's, sure. you know, everything is this very small margin, you know, and every stolen book, pirated book cuts into this teeny tiny margin and discourages people and discourages publishers, and what will eventually happen is that there won't be any new books, and that would be very sad. Well, it would They're be very depressed, sad. Everybody, let's talk about the little book of witchcraft. Oh my God, we, we did get we did get sidetracked, but yeah, it is. I have been seriously affected by all of this stuff, and of course, the fact that they've stolen my work means that. They're now going to somebody is going to be putting AI generated versions of right. something that's going to be sold under my name that I did not write, and that makes me really angry. You know, that's the point where you know I don't believe in hexing, but I might have to make an exception. You know, it's like I mean, seriously, you know, I mean I make my living as an author. That's all I do now. Right. You know, right. and. If you if you steal that from me, you know I'm I'm going to have to go back to the prostitution gig. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. May, I may have aged out of that one. I I don't know. <laughs> me too. You're not alone. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you take food out of somebody's mouth, I don't think hexing for self-protection reasons is necessarily a bad thing. Now, you had mentioned earlier about not being totally pro-love spells. My feeling about love spells is if you have to cast a love spell, cast it on yourself to be more desirable and to whomever. And to, or, to, or to open yourself, if the universe happens to send the right person in your direction, you know, mm-hmm. open yourself to noticing. You know, my, my stepdaughter sure. used to tease me. She's also a witch. But, you know, we would be out someplace, and this was in my younger years, you know, when I was still, when I was still you know, looking. Um, at this point, they're literally going to have to come knock on my door and go, hey, are you Deborah Blake? The gods sent me. Uh, but, you know, when I, back in the days when I was actively looking for another partner, she'd say, did you see that? And I'd be like, what? 
She's like, that guy was like checking you out. I'm like, what guy? Where? So, so yes, mm-hmm. I do spells so that you're not oblivious if the right person comes along or to put your best foot forward so that the things that would attract a partner will be out there. Any love spell that is cast on a particular person is bad mm-hmm. news. I always, in every book I've ever written about that has spells in it, I always say, mm-hmm. don't do this for a couple of reasons. First of all, I did that once when I was a newbie witch. And I'm going to tell you from my personal experience, that will come back and bite you in the butt so bad because the gods don't yep. approve of that and they are going to make a point. And, oh, I spent a year trying to undo that spell until they finally yep. figured out I'd learned my lesson and, you know, I figured out you know how to get out from underneath it. But, oh, my, that was the biggest single mistake I made as a newbie witch. And I mm-hmm. try and warn people so they don't make the same mistake I did. I'm like, no, I'm not just talking out my you know, whatever here. I I did this. I'm telling you, it's not a good idea. But the other thing I say to people is, how would you like it if you were madly in love with somebody and you discovered a few years down the road that they had cast a spell on you to make you love them? Would you, wouldn't you True. then start doubting whether or not your love, the feelings you feel are real? Wouldn't you feel manipulated? And so, you know, that's why I basically say love spells are fine if you're casting them on yourself or if they're very, very general. Like, you know, please send me, you know, somebody who will be a good partner, blah, blah, blah. Even that stuff I think is tricky because you have to be really careful of the wording. You know, it's, you, know yeah. you can say, send me Mr. Wright, and some guy whose last name is Wright shows up. I actually dated a guy whose last name is Wright, so I know it can happen. Um, not that wasn't witchcraft. That was high school. But still, um, yeah, there was no magic in no, high school. I get it. None at all. But, yeah, oh, wow. I, there, are, there are certain spells that I just suggest to people that it is better to avoid because you cannot be sure you are not yeah. going to accidentally cause harm to yourself or somebody else or or take away somebody's free will, which I don't believe in. I mean, I, I don't want anybody to take away my free will. You know, I have the yeah. government for that. Yeah. I don't really need witches to cast spells on me. You're not kidding. I have cats to take away my free will. You know, you wanted to sleep at 2 in the morning? Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, I completely understand. But there's something you mentioned that I'm a big fan of, and that is undoing spells. Because I think we leave pockets of magic just hanging out there in the air once we're done with them. But that magic is still out there, isn't it? Well, some of it, it depends on the spell. Some spells sort of have a built-in, not an auto-destruct, but, you know, like they're only have a certain amount of energy that powers them for a while and then they sort of run down like a battery which is fine i mean you know if you do say a prosperity spell you're going to have to renew it this is actually the time of year when i which i'm glad i I just reminded myself because i have to do this every year in the fall before the winter comes because i live in a place where we get winter upstate new york 
Uh-huh. I do protection spell on my house. And it I do renew it every single year because it needs a little zhuzh after a while. It's not that it would necessarily fail, but it can't hurt to feed some more energy into it because, you know, all of the negative energy from the world and the weather and whatever else, you know, is renewed constantly. So, you know, I think some, many spells just sort of gradually sort of lose their oomph, which is why we have to keep doing spells. However, yeah, I mean, like, especially if you have a spell that you have a token or something that, you know, you've, you've cast a spell on a thing, the things tend to keep the spell. And if it's not something like a candle that will burn down and disappear, you know, you know, what do you do if eventually you say, okay, I've I've gotten what I needed from this. What do I do with what's left? And right. my right. suggestion with for that, there's a number of things. I mean, first of all, you know, witchcraft is all about intention. So you could literally just take whatever it was or sit with your original spell and say, okay, I let this go. You know, I'm just going to put it out into the universe um, you could write some sort of reversal spell, but most of the time I don't think that's needed unless unless you screwed something up. Um, and you could just put the intention out that you're sort of taking back the original spell. If you've got mm-hmm. things, if you have like, you know, I always use like gemstones and herbs and things like that. So like if I've made, say, a, a sachet for something, you can bury it. You can run water over it. I mean, especially if there is a place with actual running water, like a stream or a river or an ocean, even a lake, the water in a lake moves. Put it in the running water. That can help sort of wash away the spell. You put it out in the rain. Okay. Okay. You know, oh. Um, oh. Yeah, that's running water. Yeah. Um, so... So, yeah, I mean, there are, there are a number of ways to do that. And I think if you're, if you're really worried about it, you know, there's always the, you know, you can burn the original spell or a copy of the original spell. But, you know, it depends on what it was. Because if it's something that was for a good thing that, like, say, prosperity, you don't want to go, well, never mind this spell – you know, if you don't want that particular spell energy, say it was, say you did a spell to get the perfect job, and you got it. Uh-huh. Well, you don't need the spell anymore. It's just going to dissipate on its own because it did what it was supposed to do. It used up its energy getting you that uh-huh. perfect job. You don't have to do anything. You know, so I think that's, I mean, I, my my group has been meeting at my house, Blue Moon Circle, since 2004, yeah. Yeah. we've done a lot of magical work here. My whole my whole house and my whole property is sacred space at this point because it's been, yeah. you know, wall-to-wall witches. And yet, yeah. you don't walk around seeing little sparks. You know, there's there's not, you know, you don't walk, you, you feel great energy. People come in, they're like, oh, the energy of your house is so good. I'm like, yeah, witches. Um, yeah. It's a lot. A lot of smudging, you know, um, but, uh, you know, back in the days when that wasn't an issue. Uh, But, um, Mm 
mm-hmm. you know, it's it is. I think it's it's all about intention. And if you know, if you want to add when you do a spell, if you want to add the intention that it will eventually yeah. just dissipate yeah. the energy, you can do that when you start to do a spell too. That's true. That's, That's true. very true. That's very true. And you can always ask, ask the gods. Think of. Yeah, and you can ask the gods for help. If you feel like there's something lingering that you're not quite managing to get rid of, then just uh-huh. ask for help. I ask for help all the time. You know, and, and, you know, if you don't know who to ask in particular, just say, God and goddess, could you please help me disperse the energy of this spell? I feel like it needs to not be in the world anymore. And, you know, if you ask nicely enough, they'll probably help you. They're very nice that way. <laughs> they can be, unless, yes. if, if unless you, you haven't messed it up too badly. Like I have done. Well, see, now, I've made a lot of mistakes. Lots well, of you mistakes. heard about mine, and, you know, and I've, you know, I made some, some other love spell mistakes, not, not yeah. as egregious as that, but just, you know, this was one of the reasons I tell people don't do love spells. They're nearly impossible to get right. It's just, it happens to be, I think, the most difficult kind of spell to get right. Um, it it just mm-hmm. it, in part because you're not just affecting yourself. You know, you're affecting at least one other person, depending on who you are. Maybe two or three other people. I don't know. Um, but yeah, True. it's a you know it's a tricky one. If you do a prosperity spell that is aimed just at you, then the only person it's going to affect is you. And the worst thing that happens if you screw it up is it probably won't work. Nine times right. out of ten, if you screw up a spell, the worst thing that happens is nothing. On the right. other hand, as you know, every once yeah. in a while, if you screw it up good enough. Well, mm-hmm. then you have to do some groveling and possibly some band-aids and you know you know figure out a way to undo what you did and then yeah. you know yeah. re redo the you know the thing right or just go nope that's not a good kind of spell for me to cast i i just won't i mean i talk a little bit about that kind of thing in the in the spellcrafting book you know that'll be out next mm-hmm. year because mm-hmm. I think it's important for people to be mindful. You know, when especially when you first start out practicing witchcraft, it's exciting to cast spells. I mean, it's it still exciting, yeah. I guess. But I mean, when you first start out, you're like, oh my goodness, there's this thing that I can do to bring positive change to my life. This is great. And you don't realize that, in fact, spellcasting is the smallest component of witchcraft. For me, at least, you know, how you walk your talk every day, what, you know, mm-hmm. how, you, how you manifest your beliefs as a witch, and how you treat other people and how you treat yourself, yes. how you treat the planet, all that stuff way more witchcrafty than spells. But when you're starting out, the spells are very cool. I mean, they're still cool, but they're... They're a useful tool as opposed to like, oh my God, this is you know, like, look, I can do magic. You know, I mean, right. I don't know about you, but I grew up reading, you know, fairy tales and you know, mythology and the idea of being able yep. to do that sort of. It was like having a superpower. You know, oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah, you know, in the beginning, sometimes you get carried away, 
And if you're not fortunate enough to have a mentor, if you don't have a more experienced witch teaching you, or if you're not reading all of my books to be told, don't do that, then, yeah, you can make some <laughs> fairly substantial mistakes along the way. The thing is, if if you learn from them, we all do it. You know, it's it's like sure. life in general. If If I had to list all of the mistakes that I have made in my life in general, well, let's just say you'd need a much longer podcast. The trick is, hopefully you get wiser and you don't make the same mistake more than, say, three or four times. Um, And, you know, you figure out what works for you and what doesn't work, and then that's what you do. Well, and you even bring it up in the little book of witchcraft, because you do have a section about to spell or not to spell. And I think it's important to bring that up every book. You know, because just because you've written and we've we've got now in the world, let's say we have a thousand books on, you know, beginning witchcraft. Right. It needs to it be read by some, you know, that. not everyone is reading every book, and that, that right. needs to be expressed no matter what. And that's one of the reasons why I tend to put that in numerous books i you know i have reused it i you know i rephrase it i do you know various things but basically i often talk about when you should be casting spells and when you should you know and the the first thing that i say is and and, you know this is this is something that i came up with years ago i used to teach online classes on witchcraft and this was a part of them i would talk Uh about the fact that Spell casting is a is a witch's power tool. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, if you have a big job and you can't just do it on your own with a screwdriver, you may need yep. your drill. But some jobs, you only need a screwdriver. Don't start with the drill. Don't start with the chainsaw. You know, some things, all you have to do is actually put forth an effort. You know, there are lots of yeah. things in life that you can just do on your own without having to ever do anything magical because they're under your control. You know, the first thing you do when you, say, are looking for that perfect new job is you put in, you know, your resume places and you polish your skills and you do all of the day-to-day stuff. Then if it's still not happening, then you cast a spell, but you keep doing the day-to-day stuff because – yeah. You know what they say, the gods help those who help themselves. You can't just Indeed. cast a spell, sit back, and wait for, like, things to poof out of the air. I mean, oh, I know. Good, good you, know and, you know, and it's interesting, cause you, and I, it's not something that I realized until this very moment, but you're right, when we're younger and first coming of age in witchcraft, the idea of casting a spell is cool and you can make shit happen and, oh, look at that, it is a superpower. But as I've gotten older, to me, spell casting is like the last resort. And I cast much fewer spells, many fewer than, anyway, author can't speak. Uh, I have no grammars, (laughs) Um, but yes. Not nearly as many spells as I used to. I do save them for the big stuff. And sometimes, yeah. I will confess, sometimes I forget that I can cast a spell. Um, 
you know, and then I'm like, oh, dude, you do have this other tool. You know, maybe now would yeah. be a good time. Um, right. But, yeah, there are, through most of my life, you know, most of my day-to-day stuff, I I mean, I may call on the gods. I may ask for help, but I don't feel yeah. like I need to cast a spell to do that. I know they're listening. Sometimes the answer right. is no, you know, or, or often – Often the answer is not yet. I hate that one. Mm-hmm. You know, even no, you're yeah. like, okay, I can deal with that. Not yet is like, but when? But tomorrow, day after tomorrow, next year, when, when, when? And the gods just are like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm not telling you. And, and exactly. I don't think that the the universe doesn't always have the same sense of time that human beings do. Yeah, you know, when I I do yeah. a lot of tarot readings for people. Um, hence uh-huh. the tarot deck, um, and people will say, "Okay, here's the future card. When's that going to happen?" And sometimes I actually get sort of a, "Oh, probably three to six months." You know, I'll get an idea. I mean, I am a psychic, but sometimes all I can say is, "Sometime." You know, it's it's coming. Hang in there. It's coming. Mm-hmm. But you know, the cards are like, "Yeah, the universe says it's coming." They don't. They don't give you a like. It's going to be October seventeenth, twenty twenty three, at five p.m. Yeah. No, you're right. not. You're very. I mean, every once in a while, I you know, there's something. There's a hint. There's a clue. Most of the time, not so much. Patience. Yeah. You know, <laughs> patience is a big part of witchcraft, and you know, life. It is. It is. Yeah, and both are, and that's you know. <laughs> Even at 62, which I'm about to turn this week. Congratulations. Um, I'm 63. I beat you there. You slightly beat me there. (laughs) Not by much, no. We're practically twins. Pretty much. Uh, That's what I have said in my head about you very often. (laughs) Uh, That's my twin. That's my twin right there. But in in the few minutes we have left, because I have basically talked your ear off, um, tell tell folks how they can get up with you for a reading and uh, what el- whatever else you've got going on. Um, well, actually, uh, they can find my website, which is DeborahBlakeAuthor.com. I have no imagination for an author. DeborahBlakeAuthor.com. <laughs> and honestly, if you put my name into the googly thing, you will find me. Yeah. I'm everywhere. But if you go to my website, I have links to everywhere that I am. I also have links to sign up and ask for a tarot reading. And there is a link right now because I am going to be giving my first ever intro to tarot class online this month Ooh. on Friday the 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And there's a link there to sign up for it. It will be live, but it will also be recorded. I mean, I have people nice. from countries all over the world who want to do this. And I, you, know, you can't get everybody's time zone. So I'm going to record it. And if you can't mm-hmm. make it to the actual thing, then you'll get you know the link to the recording. And this is an experiment. I'm going to see how it goes. But people seem to be pretty excited about it. I mean, obviously, you know, we'll talk about my desk deck, but I'll be just be talking in general about things that you know will work with any deck, really, um, any sort of standard Rider Waite ish kind of deck. And yeah, so yeah. intro to tarot, October twenty seventh. It should be a lot of fun. 
And if it goes well, then I might do a more advanced class, you know. So, yeah, if they go to DeborahBlakeAuthor.com, they can find links to, you know, my Facebook and my Instagram. I have a Patreon. I have an Etsy shop where I sell signed books and some magical kits and those sorts of fun things, a little bit of my jewelry. So, yeah. That's that's probably the best. I mean, you could just go all over online. That's fine. But that's if you want it organized. And if you're curious about the books, there's links to all the books there, too. So you can say, what is this Everyday Witch A Disease spellbook she was talking about? It's there. Yep. Yep. Get the books. The books are awesome. Well, thank you. I'll send you you're your welcome. 10 bucks later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, my God, you're so funny. But, I mean, the fact is is that you are an extraordinarily accomplished writer. It is heartbreaking to me that, that people rip people off because you are taking, please remember, I know people love a deal, but the fact of the matter is in order to keep pagan businesses alive and pagan authors alive, we have to support them, and we have to know that we're buying genuine products and books. So please, yeah, just when be, be mindful. Client, if be something mindful, looks too absolutely. cheap to be good, it's probably not. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. my mother always said, if it looks too good to be true, it's probably not. If something is a quarter of its normal price and it isn't being, you know, sold on sale by the author themselves, then it almost certainly is is pirated and and let's face it, of all the people on the planet who should not be buying stolen merchandise, witches who understand karma yeah. and the law of return, yeah. way up there on yeah. that list. So don't do it. Yeah. And if you and if you it. figured out that you accidentally did, report the person that you bought it from because that helps. Yeah. Because we can't possibly yeah. keep up. And then go buy the real thing from the real author and, you know, say, whoops, and, you know, make it better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and by it's all means, feel free to buy my books. I have cats to feed. <laughs> she has mouths to feed. It's important. Mouths to feed. Five. You are so five mouths. Amazing. Five mouths. That's a lot of mouths. <laughs> yeah, and that's not counting mine. I'm like last on the food chain around here. Well, oh thank you gosh. for having me back again. I always love chatting with you. It's it, We have so I much fun. Please come back for your next one. Okay. I I will do that. Well, actually, you, my, my next one is the re-release of Circle, Coven, and Grove, which is being put out by Crossroad Books next month. So I might have to come back oh. for the one after that because I don't know if you have enough time for me to come back for that one. Okay. Well, we will discuss. You will give me dates, and, and we will figure yes, this we out, will, my friend. I will give you I've, – I've got, like, four things coming out in the next year, so I will give you all the dates, and then you can plan. You can you can come up with a game plan. I will. I will. I will be looking for those dates because I do need a game plan because I do want to celebrate everything you do, my dear oh, friend. Oh, thank you so much. 
You're the best. Hey, everybody, get the book, Llewellyn's Little Book of Witchcraft. It is such a great book to have in your library. Again, it's a great gift. It's great to just have on hand for folks who are interested. I have to be honest, for me, it's a quick little reference when I forget shit because I'm starting to forget. We're at that phase of my life where I'm forgetting shit. Yeah, who was I so, talking yeah. to again? Uh, yeah, what? No, I, I – <laughs> I have to look up things an embarrassing amount that, you know, stuff I've been doing for years. And, and I'll be like, wait, which association is with the, which stone do I do that with again? So, yeah, that's, I, I'm with you there. Well, I appreciate you again, Deborah. Thank you. And we will talk again soon. We absolutely will. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you. All right, everybody, that's it for this week. Uh, my birthday is on Friday, so I am going to be off. And Deborah Burris and I are going to do uh, my birthday show next week. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I will see you all soon. Bye-bye.